Welcome to The Square, your podcast from the Iowa League of Cities, bringing you current and important topics from around the state to your town square. With our hosts, Mickey Shields, the Director of Membership Services, and Katie Wheeler, the League's Business Relations Coordinator. Our hosts bring you topics that matter to your town square. Katie, welcome back to The Square. Are you fired up? Oh, I'm pretty excited. Got a little show, a little event coming up here soon. Yeah. Share with uh, our listeners what we're talking about. Yes, our annual conference is coming up at the end of September. Um, We are recording in the beginning of September, so uh, we are all in full conference swing here at the league. Um, We're going to be in Waterloo this year, and I have to ask, what are you most looking forward to about the conference? That's always a tough one because there are so many. Great events. I, I mean, you know, I'll, I'll uh, play to the membership and say I'm most looking forward to seeing our members, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is hey, true. Well, what, like, selfishly, what are you most looking forward to? Um, you know, there's a rumor of an expanded fireworks show. That's uh, okay, yeah. something mm-hmm. I'm kind of intrigued to see what that is. It's not means. a rumor. It's I believe it's actually happening. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess there's, we'll see. But. <laughs> there's another rumor of a couple of... Um, rock bands are going to be playing it's a rock and roll theme in our exhibit hall this year and um there's i think a a show on wednesday night and another one that's part of our presence reception on thursday night so um you know i'm I'm excited to see that i'm excited to see what people wear in the exhibit hall it's always interesting Mm -hmm. how about yourself do you want my honest answer (laughs) of of course (laughs) it is the square you know okay well i'm just this is sort of dorky, but I'm excited for it just to be here because there's so much work on our end that we do leading up to it. And then once it's here, it's fun and we get to just enjoy all of the hard work we've done. So I'm just ready for it to be here because that means that all of the tedious planning side of things have finished up. Yeah. So that's a big one that I'm just ready for it to be here. So we, you know, so we all of that a good show i hear you yes hear you. it's always fun and i do i like to you know i work a lot with the exhibitors so i'm always excited for the exhibit hall yeah yeah and it's going to be uh, a very packed exhibit hall as usual we're sold out which is mm-hmm. great we have a lot of people uh, a lot of companies that work with cities in there and a lot of goodies i'm sure will be handed out and some prizes mm-hmm. as well so that's always fun cool so and we'll see a lot of people up there in Waterloo. And if we don't catch you there, we're going to have a whole busy fall coming our way with uh, budget workshops. And before that, the clerks and finance officers have their fall conference for IMFOA. Um, online, uh, there's a, the Municipal Professionals Institute in October as well. So for the league staff, we always kind of feel like, okay, we got our conference done. We can take a breath. And it's literally like one breath. And we have right. to quickly <laughs> switch gears. Uh, to our fall events, which is fun. We're, we're looking forward to that as well. It's going to be an interesting budget workshop season. I'm already um, anticipating a lot of questions uh, at those workshops. There's going to be uh, a lot of stuff that's, that's been going on in our property tax system. So doing a lot of research right now. Um, but uh, be on the lookout, everybody, for information on those workshops. We'll be putting out the mm-hmm. registration information here shortly. And those will be held in November at five locations around the state, along with one virtual workshop within that series. Cool. Yep. 
what else has been going on? You got uh... well. Okay, so listen, my oldest just turned fourteen, wow. which is crazy, and that is. I'm taking her to go get her permit, oh, wow. like her driving permit, which <laughs> everyone needs to watch out. I'm going to have a driver on the road. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, so a little history for our listeners: Katie and I started at the league pretty close to one another you were here just before me yeah just a way few back months in 2008 is that right for you? sure yeah, yeah i think that's right yeah yes yeah, i started pretty much i think in january of that year yeah i was august of 2008 and you and i were not uh, parents at that no. point in fact i wasn't even married <laughs> so now the year that katie's got a 14 year old is kind of mind-blowing uh yeah time goes fast Yes, it does. But that's so fun. that's that's, that's what's fun. going on in my house. Yeah, we are uh, same deal. Not not that, but we have you know school started busy. Our son's playing tackle football for the first time. Ooh! And uh, he's kind of a little guy, so he's starting to <laughs> learn. He came home for practice the other night, and I was like, you know, how did practice go? It was fine. What happened? Eh, nothing. But I could tell something was up. I was like, did you get hit? He's like. Yeah, <laughs> you can kind of tell it was, it was bothering him. Like, yeah, that's uh, that's part of the deal, buddy. Uh, oh, yeah, that, it doesn't sound fun. Nah, it's fun. to me. But... It's good for him. It's good for him. <laughs> <laughs> Mom yeah. doesn't like it so much. I'll take but... your word for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, so we have a great episode this yes. time of this month. I'm really excited about this. Couple uh, people I've worked with over the years. Um, that are incredible public servants. So we're going to invite them in now. We have Trish Gleason from the city of Dubuque and Shelby Hagen from the city of Bondurant with us. Trish and Shelby, how are you doing? Good. Hi, Mickey. Well, Hi, Katie. Hello. <laughs> hello. Welcome. Yes. Long well, time this... listener, first time caller. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Well, welcome to the square. Um, we are really excited to have you on. Um, and this month, as you can, all folks are probably can tell, we're focused on city clerks. I've always said this, uh, you know, city clerks are really the hub of city government. They do it all. They do far more than what most people think. Even their fellow city officials probably don't know everything that a city clerk handles on a day-to-day basis. Um, and so before we got started, Katie actually had scribbled down a couple of trivia questions and she's going to put me on the spot here. Yes. I honestly, he is so the walking know, code book. Yeah. We'll see about that. Cause <laughs> I should have prepared for this and I'll, you know, I'm trying to like scramble real quickly. So Katie, why don't you. All right. Mr. Shields. Here we go. Uh-huh. Okay. What roles are required per the state code and where in state code can they be found that pertains to city clerks? Okay, so this one I do know. Um, I knew you would because literally yeah. he's a walking code book. We'll see about. We'll see <laughs> if I can get the code citation correct. Um, now th- this is this is like a great trivia question because a lot of people, even in our own uh, city government world, don't know this. But the only required city staff position under the state code is the city clerk, and that comes from section three seventy two point thirteen of the state code. It says the ca- all you know the city council must appoint a city clerk. So that's the only position that's actually mandated by the state code that a city government must have. Um, 
Now, within that, you can have a lot of differences. Obviously, in the larger cities, you have city clerks who are full-time. They have probably deputy clerks and some others that work underneath, in the clerk's office. But then a lot of our small, small cities, the city clerk may work five, ten hours a week, and that's all they need to get their work done. So um, it differs from city to city, but uh, every city has a city clerk. Okay. And what are the primary duties of a city clerk? And that's going to be even harder because there's endless amounts of duties the city clerks have. And um, Trish and Shelby can certainly chime in. I think, I mean, the biggest ones that come from the state code is that they have to uh, take the minutes and publish the minutes within 15 days of a council meeting or for cities that are less than 200 population, they can post their minutes. They have to, what is called, authenticate all measures, which is basically make sure all the resolutions and ordinances are signed uh, by the mayor and by themselves. Um, they have to maintain the city code book um, when the city council adopts ordinances or makes amendments or repeals things. They have to make sure the code book is up to date. Uh, those are the biggest ones that the state code really spells out. But the, the actual duties are far, far more than that. There's a lot of work on the financial side of the city government. Um, a lot of city clerks out there help do the accounts payable, uh, payroll and wages, benefits, management. Um, then a lot of clerks also handle all the records of the city. I know Shelby in particular, we've worked a lot on that, the records <laughs> management mm -hmm. that cities face because that is a state code requirement as well. Every city has to have a what is called a records custodian, which is uh, pretty much for most cities anyways, it's the city clerk. So that those are a lot of the big duties, but um, there again, like I said, a lot of city clerks are the hub. They handle records requests, they handle building permit requests, pet tags, ATV licenses. Pet tags. Yeah, I mean it's it's endless. It's absolutely <laughs> endless. Uh, some of them do nuisance abatement work, um, mm -hmm. if you can believe that. Uh, so. Well, cool. I'm excited to chat with our guests today. Same here. Same here. So we gave a quick introduction, but we want to welcome uh, Trish and Shelby uh, officially to the square and get into learning more about them. Um, you both had uh, different paths, I'm sure, and, and how you ended up in your current roles. So uh, Trish, we'll start with you. Can you share with the listeners uh, where some of your background, where you grew up and how you got to the city of Dubuque? Sure. Well, I was born and raised in North Liberty um, not the North Liberty that we see today. Uh, <laughs> the North Liberty I grew up in was small little community where uh, Hayden Fry was my neighbor. Wow. <laughs> wow. He, it's like Mickey's dream. Yeah. I know. Just go on. Just go on. <laughs> um, we played hide and go seek in the cornfields and we played baseball from sun up and up until sundown. And because of baseball, that's kind of how I got my first introduction to a city council. I told my mom that I had, I wanted to play baseball and North Liberty did not have any sanctioned sports for, for girls. Mm -hmm. And so my mom took me to a city council meeting and stood up and said, because you don't have any events for girls, my daughter will be playing baseball with the boys. And if you have any questions about that, let's discuss it now. And wow. it was just dead silent. And so I became the first girl 
to play baseball in North Liberty on on their their little league team and then uh about 20 years later I was hired by the city of Marengo to be their utility billing clerk and I worked there for um about three years and then after that I was hired uh to be the city clerk for the city of Newhall which is a small little town right outside of Cedar Rapids uh, population 886 and I worked there for eight years and then I was hired to be the assistant city clerk for the city of Dubuque and so I uprooted my family moved to Dubuque and we've been here for 10 years now Wow! so yeah I feel pretty privileged to be able to have the experience of working in a small little town a medium-sized town and now a larger community it's just, it's taught me so many different aspects of, of the whole job that everyone does. Yeah, no kidding. That's, that's a very in- interesting path. And you know, it kind of makes me think of some of the conversations I have with my kids about the value of uh, youth sports. <laughs> and you never know what lessons you may learn by playing some sports. And I didn't think about it leading to a city council meeting, but uh, that's, pretty cool that you experienced that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Shelby, how about you? Um, I grew up in South Central Iowa um, in Lucas County. I graduated from Sheraton, home of Hy-Vee. Yeah. People know Mm. it. Yeah. Um, I went off to college and um, went to co-college for a couple of years, played softball there. And then I realized that I really didn't have a whole lot of direction of like what I wanted to do. I initially wanted to be an elementary teacher and thanking God I never (laughs) pursued that. Um, I moved back home. My parents moved to Pleasant Hill while I was in college. Um, They sold the farm because my mom worked for the state and she worked at the DOT. So she was in the Ankeny location. And I went to Grandview to finish off my bachelor's, um, and I chose health promotion with a wellness management emphasis. Well, during that time, the economy tanked, and everyone in my class was losing their um, their uh, internships because that was the first thing that was being cut from oh, yeah. businesses because I really wanted to do corporate wellness. Um, so I graduated and there really wasn't a lot of jobs at that time. So I worked for a chiropractor for two, two and a half years and I was getting close to being kicked off the health insurance gravy train of my mom. (laughs) (laughs) So I had to find a different job and I was, um, I had met my husband, we were dating. He was on the fire department for Bondurant. And the administrative assistant position came available. So I applied and I got it, which, you know, IPERS was drilled into me from when I was a baby, I feel like, because my mom has been with the state forever. Kidding. Yeah. Um, so I started out as administrative assistant. And then um, I want to say like maybe six months or so, they created a recreation recreation coordinator position. I went to that for a couple of years. Um, and then, you know, me and my husband had gotten married in the meantime and had a baby. And I was like, this is probably not a great 
great fit for us, you know, with the nights and weekends of events and activities because I was running the ball fields here in town. And when the city clerk position came open, I transferred to that. So in 2015, I um, went to city clerk and I have been with the city of Bondurant for 11 years. Um, which is kind of crazy. So I've seen the transition and the amount of growth um, and adding staff because when I first started, there was one of four in the office and that included the city administrator. Um, And now I think there's 10 of us in just the office. So um, it's kind of nice because then I can hand off duties whereas before it was, you know, all duties as assignment, like everything. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Truly everything. Uh, so I was doing P&Z, BOA, um, <laughs> council, and it was just, yeah, it was a lot. I would have like five meetings a month. So it was almost like I was a city administrator because yeah. I had so much going on. So it's kind of been nice um, to hand stuff off like, oh, you get to do all the rezoning stuff now <laughs> and you get to do the board of adjustment stuff now. Right. which I've been filling my time, like you mentioned before, with the records project. So mm-hmm. I've been staying busy, but yep, 11 years with the city here. Oh, well, congrats to you both. That's pretty cool. It's yeah. it's something that's, I think, kind of unique to municipal government, too, that when we talk to folks like yourselves about how they ended up in their role, it's there's a lot of non-traditional paths, I would call it, like, well... I knew somebody about that was into this, or I went to a council meeting, or I talked to somebody, and it's just, uh, I think it's actually really good for our membership because you get people with a wide range of experience that they bring to the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it sounds like we have two uh, ball players. Yeah. Yeah. With us today. <laughs> Speaking my language. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Earlier, Mickey talked with to us about this um, duties that city clerks have according to our state code. But like he mentioned, there's so much more that goes into the job, including pet tags, which I don't know why that makes me laugh, but I guess you're right. That is part of it too. So what does a typical day look like for you? And what would you tell somebody a city clerk does who has no knowledge of the position? Uh, I explain to my friends who have no idea what the heck I do yes. um, <laughs> uh, that I'm just basically the record keeper for the city. And I just felt like that was probably the easiest way to explain it to them. Um, some days you're in a historian and some days uh, you're just maintaining the records and trying to stay afloat and above water with everything that goes on because that could be the littlest thing and it could derail the rest of your day. Yeah. Um, But yeah, that's how I explain it to people. How about you, Trish? Well, when I was in Newhall, I would try to explain it. I was a one person office and I would tell people that I did everything from cleaning the toilets to managing a million dollar budget. (laughs) (laughs) And they would say, oh, yeah, okay, I get it, I get it, I understand. And they had no clue. Yeah. Um, And so, so many people um, kind of look at at a clerk and they they think of like Walmart or, you know, the big box Mm -hmm. stores being a clerk. And it's not at all like that. I mean, none of us make you go out and bucket your own water or, you know, find your own dog or anything like that, (laughs) that you know, the clerks, we, 
we just do it all. Um, and so I've always kind of explained it to people that the clerk is the kind of the eyes, the ears, and the muscle of the city. Mm-hmm. And the council, they're, they're kind of um, like Angelina Jolie. They're in front of the camera <laughs> do, doing all the, all the pretty fun stuff. And the clerk is like Ron Howard behind the scenes making sure that Angelina Jolie looks good and doing all the, the hard work behind it. So, Man, we, got, we might have to steal that. Oh, yeah, this that's is one amazing. Of the best descriptions I've ever heard. Yeah. So uh, at least they kind of get an idea that, you know, the clerks do the behind the scenes, all the, the heavy lifting of things. And then, but the council still makes the decisions and, and they're the ones that are out there with their faces. Yeah. Gosh. That is so true. I love that analogy. Yeah, that's really good. Seriously, <laughs> we might have to like make a sticker or something out of that. <laughs> um, well, along that line, like what parts of the job were surprising to you or, you know, something that the average citizen may not realize that the clerk handles or just something that's like, you know, again, like it was really kind of eye-opening once you got into the role. And Trish, why don't you go ahead? Well, I mean, basically it was everything. Um, when I was hired in Marengo, I hadn't had any experience with city council other than, you know, 20 years prior being at a city council meeting, you know, sitting there kind of just watching my mom talk to him. And so I, I really had no, no knowledge of kind of what the city does. Um, the water turned on when I turned on the faucet. I never had any run-ins or anything like that. So I had no clue. But when I started in Marengo as the utility billing clerk, um, it was just a real eye-opener. All the behind-the-scenes things that go on just to be able to walk down the sidewalk and not trip and fall, Um, to have your neighborhood look decent and, and... uh, have people come to your community and and you're proud of your community. All those kind of things are handled through City Hall. And I never, ever thought about any of it until I was kind of thrown in the middle of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't think you can really know until you get in there. Yeah. Shelby, Shelby what do you think? Uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, just the process of things. I mean, walking in blind and figuring out you know, the small dealings to the larger dealings of business and the amount of work that goes into all of it to even get to a point to where it can be an action item on city council to act on um, and what the what the city is even responsible for and what they're not responsible for mm-hmm. and what we take care of and what we don't take care of. I think a lot of people, you know, assume the city is responsible for certain things, but I'd say sometimes even the amount of neighborly disputes we have to like be involved in, <laughs> it just amazes me what people call and complain about. I mean, yeah. But, yeah. And then we're like the 411, like we're information for all things, or we just turn into a babysitter, like, no, you really do have to mow your yard <laughs> and, and not let it grow that much, or, you know, stuff right. like that. Yeah, it's all the things that, make a city a city like a community a community and i i remember having conversations with my buddies back in the day and they'd ask and i'd sometimes struggle to like kind of like 
point to this or that. I mean, obviously you can look at like police, fire is pretty visible, those kinds of city services, but like what's going on in city hall. And one time, this is back when we printed packets, council packets. And I would, I just like took one and took it home and uh, to my, to my apartment and showed my roommate, like, this is what it is. You know, it's a hundred some pages yeah. worth of stuff that we all have to put together and help our council digest and understand mm -hmm. to make these multi-million dollar decisions for you the taxpayers like that's what it is you know roads and bridges and all this it's it's not just done overnight <laughs> you know right it's like any other business you gotta be and did he fall off his beanbag chair when you showed him <laughs> yeah it's just like <laughs> might have been his futon, <laughs> futon right, yeah yeah right right <laughs> yeah yeah i think there's like a grunt <laughs> like okay <laughs> i guess i guess you do something like yeah thanks <laughs> Well, I mean, that speaking about all that, there's, I think, a lot more stress to the job than many people realize. And, and especially for newer clerks out there, I, like sometimes they're surprised about what cities do, surprised about the jobs and duties that come with being a city clerk. So what would you tell other clerks or elected officials, for that matter, about some ways to, to handle that stress? And Shelby, we can start with you. Um, I work out to handle a lot of my stress. Uh, I work out at lunch to kind of like break up the day, but um, it's kind of, I always call it my happy pill. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I got to go take my happy pill. So if I'm having a bad day, um, but other than that, I mean, I feel like you have to have a great sense of humor in this position and be able to let things roll off your back. Yeah. And yeah. Um, Building a network is a huge thing that I always tell people, like, don't be scared to go talk to other people at conferences or workshops and stuff, because being a part of those groups and expanding your network, and they can help you out in various ways, but you're able to bounce ideas up back off each other. And like I said, laugh because you're dealing with the same weird things or <laughs> like all the different stories that we all have. Um I feel like we always have that one resident that's always a pain in the butt and they're just called a different name in a different city. So, yeah. <laughs> so true. <laughs> what would you say, Trish? Well, I've got a, a couple thoughts that um, kind of spring to mind. One thing that I learned years ago, and I, I can't remember exactly who, who taught it to me. Um, if I, if I could, I'd give him credit, but it, it was so long ago, but, um, it's Q-tip, um, to keep it like a Q-tip somewhere visible on your desk to remind yourself that to quit taking it personal, which is Q-tip, quit taking yeah. it personal, that we see our, our citizens kind of on some of their, their worst moments, you know, they can't pay their water bill or, you know, their dog's loose and they can't find it. The neighbor's tree fell on, on their yard, you know, whatever the case may be. And we end up being the sounding board. They're not angry at us as people. They're angry at the situation and we just happen to hear about it. So, I mean, the big thing is, is just don't take it personal. Um, another thing would be to just be patient. Um, in this job, there are so many aspects of it that we just do like once a year <laughs> that most jobs, you know, you've, you've got it down pat, um, you know, three to six months 
you you can do your job blindfolded. But this job is not like that. You you really have to basically build a budget, live through a budget, and close out a budget. And that's your three years. And then you really understand and grasp how everything is all interconnected and affects everything. And so basically just be patient and ask a lot of questions. Um, the league, you guys right here, Katie, Mickey, you guys are a huge resource that takes the stress off of, off of us as clerks, because we know that we can contact you and go, Mickey, you're the walking code book. What code is it that I need? <laughs> you know, all that kind of stuff. And, and so knowing that we've, we've got that, um, you know, that we've got that, that location where we can call and, and talk through issues and find best practices and stuff that just takes the weight off our shoulders that we don't have to memorize and, and know every aspect of it. We just know where to turn. So basically it's kind of like in a nutshell, um, quit taking it personal, utilize all your resources like the league, um, never quit asking questions. And like Shelby said, to network. The the best uh, people to work through situations with our job are other clerks. They know the situation. The names may be different, but the situations are usually pretty close to the same. Mm-hmm. Well, that's just... Absolutely. Love that. Mickey, guidance. did you pay her before? No, I swear. I <laughs> yeah? no. No. no, I haven't cashed the check yet. <laughs> okay, good. Say, good. Yeah. yeah. I feel like an extra drink ticket or two at the conference. Maybe yes. in order. Yeah, come yeah. find us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, it's 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 factual. So I mean you guys <laughs> are are really the backbone to help us keep going because like I said, we don't have to memorize everything. We know we've got a source that that can help us out in those times so when we all work together that's what relieves the stress we're all on the same team i think a lot of people forget that yeah i think that's one of the greatest aspects of the league and uh, our membership and imfoa iacma for the city managers that it's we all are in this together it's it's you know obviously there's differences from town to town and job to job but there's a lot of similarities, a lot of the same pressures, a lot of the same duties and tasks. And so um, that's one of the greatest things about um, our world is that there is so much collaboration and it's a wonderful network. Um, I don't know how any of us would get by without it, frankly, you know, and I, cause I, I rely on, rely on folks like you as much as you all rely on me. I get questions from a mayor in this town or a city manager in that town. And I'm like, I don't really know. I'll just, I'll ask Shelby or I'll ask Trish, you know, see what they do. And that's what makes our world work. Yeah. Shelby, I have to ask, have you started a wellness program at your, <laughs> with your background? And um, your- we have actually just started talking about creating something. Um, we kind of have something in place. Everybody has a like strength training bands in their, um, at their desk if they wanted to oh, nice. partake. But we're talking about putting a program together. That everyone can, um, either buy-in or just kind of have something to hold each other accountable. I have yet to come up with something that that would work with everybody's walk of life um, and that would be easy to participate in. Um, 
I do challenges outside of here. Um, I have a friend that does a program and I do her program, but I'm trying to think of something to implement for the city as well. So if you have any good ideas that anybody else has done, I would, I would. The league has a good wellness program. That's not what our episode's about. So maybe another episode. (laughs) We might have to do that. Yeah, that's a good idea. It is. We do have a, I, we think we have a good wellness program. We do like monthly challenges and this month it's, you're supposed to track your water and we're like so many days in and I'm totally failing, but I need to do it. Like I'm in. Like yeah. Anyway, it's like little stuff. Right? Yeah. Last, last month it was a plank plank challenge. Yeah. Oh, You're supposed interesting. To plank for a minute every day. Yeah. Anyway. A minute. Yes. Wow. Yeah. And Shelby, you and I can talk afterwards because Dubuque has a really good wellness uh, fitness challenge where you know walking, we track steps and water and all that. So we can we can connect after the after this yeah. and and go over some details. Perfect. Yeah, I was gonna start with the simple the water part first because that i feel like that's always a challenge for people mm-hmm. see folks we're doing networking right now yeah, <laughs> that's, that's how it's done yeah i get more out of networking sometimes than and that's sad to say but than some of the sessions because we go to lunch or we go to dinner and then you just like talk and you're like oh yes give me that information and you go and something that benefits your city tremendously but you would have never known that if you weren't networking no that's exactly right that's why the con- our conference and others and workshops all that you know that's there's just as much value of yeah. just being around others to do the same job mm-hmm. and you just eventually start talking shop and sharing good ideas sharing stuff to avoid mm-hmm. that's that's some, some serious value through that or you talk to Mickey about a records project and then you end up <laughs> sessions. And, and then suddenly you're the state's records expert. So, <laughs> uh, so uh, before we let you go, we wanted to ask if you had any um, humorous stories that you could share on air, that is, uh, from your work in city government. Oh, there's so many. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to name any names of citizens or council members yeah. or anything like that. I'm thinking of some, but our, the censors would go wacko with some <laughs> of the stories. And bleep, 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 bleep. All right. <laughs> That's all you'd hear. But I, I do have actually kind of one that um, that I've, I've told some people about um, that I can share here. It was back when I, I was a sea clerk in Newhall and we were at a, um, at a budget workshop and the council was just going through a list of all these different things and they just kept, yes, put that on the budget, put that in the budget, put that in the budget. <laughs> and it was just a constant pie in the sky kind of thing. They just wanted everything in the budget. And I, anybody that knows me knows that my mouth goes a mile a minute, but when I'm dealing with the council, I actually do sit quietly and I just do what I'm supposed to do. I don't interject a lot, mm-hmm. but at I just got to the point where I was just so frustrated. I just kind of blurted out that, you know, all this brainstorming is great, but not everything's a priority. And I'd said, you know, the fashion right now is that girls are wearing words printed on their, their, on their sweatpants. <laughs> and I said, 
my tushy's big enough for a phrase and I'm going to wear, start wearing sweatpants to work that says, this is not an ATM machine. Oh, <laughs> and as it's rolling out, I'm going, no, no, shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> and I just couldn't. I just blurted it out. You know, this is not an ATM machine. And oh, everybody God. just kind of sat there silent and I just kind of dropped and thinking, <laughs> oh my gosh, now the council's visualizing my butt was really <laughs> and I'm sure they're thinking, you know, what font is it going to be in and what color, you know, but I was just, I was mortified. And my mayor at that time just kind of spoke up and said, well, before we have to put a line item in for Trisha's new uniforms, let's go back through and look at these because if everything's a priority, then nothing's a priority. And I was just so thankful. I, I told him afterwards, I'm like, thank you so much for saving my ATM machine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. Wow. Wow. That's an all timer. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. So uh, that's kind of when I learned that, you know, don't keep it bottled up, but don't let it out in the middle of a, a budget workshop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe not at a council meeting. Yeah. <laughs> Shelby, any uh, um, you want to share? Well, my, my first couple of weeks working for a government, you know, clueless me, uh, we had somebody bring in two five-gallon buckets of pennies in to pay their oh, nuisance fee. And I was like, and he goes, and I want my buckets back. And I'm like, <laughs> uh, I looked at my city administrator. I go, I'm not counting that. <laughs> yeah. So he said that he would take it to the bank and uh, he'd return the buckets. And he said when he dropped off the buckets, there was a bunch of the rolled up pennies papers in the garage. So like he deliberately went to the bank and asked for pennies, unrolled oh them all. Oh my gosh. And brought them into city hall. And I was just like, what am I doing? Why did I agree to this? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we've had some doozies when, um, well, Losi was on city council when they won the lottery. We had people calling asking for his phone number. Oh, my goodness. Um, and his address and where he went to church because, you know, he's a really good person. And he, <laughs> I think he'd really want to help me out. And, yes, of course. And I was just like, some of them were getting really comical. And I was like, I don't know. I'm not even going to answer the phone anymore because it's right. ridiculous. Yeah. It was constant for like a week as soon as oh. it was announced. Um, I've had someone yell at me because the local grocery store changed their hours and the city didn't notify them. <laughs> because of course, that's what your city is supposed to I do. I know. I was like, right. we don't do that. Right. That is not our responsibility. <laughs> that goes back to the people don't know what we're responsible for and what we're not responsible yeah. for. And then a guy was mad, be basically because Amazon wasn't delivering his packages on time. So he called and yelled at me about <laughs> allowing Amazon to come into our city. And they hope that um, they leave us with a big empty warehouse. And it basically came down to his packages weren't delivered in a timely fashion, I believe. <laughs> why he was really upset. Jeez. So... Those are the couple that off the top of my head in the last 11 years. 
Yeah. Never a dull and moment. any other duties as assigned. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You no. turn into like a therapist where you just sit and yes. listen. And yes. they're like, are you still there? And I'm like, yep, I'm just letting you vent because apparently you need to do that. Right. Right. Yep. That's those are the, the days that you don't forget. Yeah. <laughs> well, For sure. uh, we appreciate both of you coming on, uh, sharing your wisdom, your humor. Uh, we appreciate your service to your cities. Before we close out, we want to talk about real quick some resources that are available for city clerks out there. Um, IMFOA, the Iowa Municipal Finance Officers Association, is a great, great uh, organization that obviously is a, a professional association for city clerks and finance officers. Check that out. The league um, has put out a clerk handbook uh, every couple of years for a long time. The current version is available on our website. There's also a clerk's mentor program that the league helps administer. Uh, that puts newer clerks in touch with more veteran clerks who are mentors and willing to help out. There's a, as we just heard, there's a lot to know and understand. So check that out as well. Um, and like we talked about earlier, just network. If you're especially a newer city clerk and listening to this podcast, um, don't be a stranger. There's so many people out there that want to help you. Uh, it's You're going to feel, I'm sure Trish and Shelby would tell you this, you're going to feel like you're on an island. And no one's there to help you, but there are people who want to help. Yes, we're here. Uh We're here to help anybody. Yes. And we're both on the IMFOA board, so we're very accessible. That's right. That's right. Yep, we're just a phone call away. The phone call away, IMFOA.org is their website. There's a fall conference in October. I think registration is opened up for that or is going to be opening up for that really soon. Uh, so again, any clerks, finance officers out there, any work in that field, check, go to that conference. Um, we'll see you there. Katie, what did I miss? We'll also see you in September, the end of the oh, month yeah. in Waterloo. <laughs> That's right. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks again, Trish and Shelby. We appreciate yes. it. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Yeah, we can